You're listening to the Elected Story Podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 10, The Political Genius of Thomas Jefferson. Today's story brought to you by Selby Studios. Graphic imaging for family, home, and business. Now, here's America's storyteller, Jeff Gould. Thank you, Meredith. Well, I knew that Comfort King Mattress Factory was 30 years old, but I didn't know this. Any time a business reaches the lofty achievement of 30 years, the United States Commissioner of Commerce issues them a 30% reduction in taxes and a secret handshake that gets them entrance into any national park for free. So you take your hand like this, and then you, you do this with your fingers, and then you, like, before you shake hands. It's hard to explain. Ask the guys at Comfort King to show it to you. They will not only show it to you, they will give you the greatest deal on quality sleep in the country like they've been doing for 30 years. Go to Comfort King at ComfortKing.net. There was a time in our history, if you called Thomas Jefferson a political genius, you might get punched in the face. A lot of guys did not like him. They saw his Republican views and pro-French leanings as a threat to the country, and many were prepared to hate him. But here is the interesting thing. Once they actually met him, they didn't. They liked and, in fact, were completely charmed by Thomas Jefferson, and his secret was so elementary, so obvious, that people are still using it to this day. Here it is. He was a good listener. Ha! That's it. When you stopped by Thomas Jefferson's house, he looked at you with great interest, made sure you got an excellent seat because there were no preferred seats. He took particular care to make sure that every table was a delightful mix of all kinds of people who would enjoy conversation with each other. He was also a fabulous gourmet, so the food served was delicious stuff you probably never had before, served with some sort of delightful beverage or perfect wine pairing. And to help with the conversation, he usually did not have a waitstaff. Waiters would sometimes curb conversation because you knew they were listening, so he popularized the concept of a side table or dumbwaiter. Tables can't hear gossip because they can't talk because they're tables or elevators, and now you know why they're called dumbwaiters. To Jefferson himself, quickly into the conversation, he would find out your name and ask a simple question like, what are your interests? And then he would listen. Now, the guy was a genius. He spoke something like five languages. He came very close to reading every book published in those languages. He loved nature. He loved music and politics. But in that initial conversation, it was all about you and what you like to talk about. Now, this was both politically clever, but more importantly, actually who he was. He loved to learn. And so, as you talked about what your passions were, he would ask you questions. He would ask for clarification. He would ask for details. And without even realizing it, you were monopolizing the conversation. And this did not bother him because, again, he liked to learn. In the course of this, he also learned about you. He learned if your opinions were based on impulse, emotions, or facts. He learned if you were a person he might want to spend more time with, someone he might negotiate with, or a person that he probably would not invite to the next party. 
Somebody called me this last week and asked if I would teach students about civility. <laughs> Something about the bipolar nature of social media these days means that if somebody says an opinion, you have to immediately go to the opposite. And if you can say that loudly in, in an insulting way, well, then maybe you'll win the argument. Well, you can win the argument, but then you can lose any sort of relationship. So if you want to learn the genius of getting things done, learn the techniques of Thomas Jefferson. As an example, an absolute sworn enemy of Jefferson was Alexander Hamilton. They were both patriotic, certain that the other guy was going to ruin the American story, and they thought every possible way to get to the other guy. But even Hamilton couldn't help but like and respect Jefferson, and vice versa. People from the Federalist northern states would come to the White House and couldn't help but like the unassuming, scruffily dressed, yet charming Jefferson. In diaries of the day, people would comment on how smart Jefferson was because he liked the same hobbies they did. A wealthy hostess was struck by his interest in a particular recipe that she served at a meal. She thought he was putting her on, but his great interest in the recipe gave her a sense of importance. And that sense of importance meant that she couldn't help but like this man that she was told that she shouldn't like. Now, your life, as we've talked about, is a story. And to get the most out of that story, you will need to meet people of different skills who are then willing and, in fact, eager to help you. To do that, the simple solution is to be a nice, likable, sincere person who takes an interest, a sincere interest, in them as a person. This does not mean you have to fake sincerity after meeting them and being polite and finding out everything about them. It is certainly your prerogative to write them out of your story, but I think you will be surprised at how much you can learn from people and how much you have in common with them when you just listen. Well, that's the story. Thanks for listening, liking, and commenting on the podcast. Meanwhile, I continue to get requests on my America's Story presentation. I'm booked every month out into the future, except, interestingly enough, July. <laughs> anyway, if you'd like to have me come to your area and share America's Story, reach out at my website, ilikethatstory.net. Until that time, I'm Jeff Gould. God bless. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.